Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. What the domestic violence hotline says is that you may be in an emotionally or verbally abusive relationship if your partner attempts to exert control by, number one, calling you names, insulting you, or constantly criticizing you. So the big questions are these. How can we navigate and negotiate every situation in our lives, in our career, in our businesses, in our relationships, and even with ourselves for our own self-worth? In other words, what if you could win every time and have no losers? Let's face it, we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise. We are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives. How can we do that powerfully, successfully, and victoriously? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Rebecca Song, and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life. Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the signs of what emotional abuse looks like. There are several signs that you can look for for emotional abuse, and I want to touch on them in today's episode Okay, so I want to get real. I want to get real. Sometimes it's hard to have a conversation about abuse and about emotional abuse in particular. I mean, a lot of times people only really want to talk about certain types of abuse. And, you know, emotional abuse, especially, you know, when you are in a toxic situation. And, you know, I've practiced law for a long time and people, you know, they talk about no fault divorce and people like fault doesn't matter and all that sort of thing. And first of all, I want to dispel a myth because a lot of times people think, well, no fault divorce means fault never matters. And that's that is definitely a myth. Because no fault just means that you don't have to prove fault in order to get a divorce. Like years ago, you had to prove fault in order to get a divorce. You know, what no fault means is you just don't have to prove fault in order to get a divorce. You just, you don't have to have certain grounds anymore. You don't have to say, oh, I I have like grounds such as, um, you know, um, you know, years ago you had to have certain grounds like abandonment or something like that. You know, now you, now you just have to say irretrievably broken or, or whatever. Um, so, you know, but it doesn't mean fault never matters. Fault can come into play, you know, for sure there are times that fault can come into play. Now, emotional abuse is a little bit more tricky though, because it is much harder to prove in a divorce situation. And, but suffice it to say, emotional abuse is certainly abuse for sure. And, you know, there are times that you can 
weave it into a case, especially if you can look at it in terms of a statute, in terms of, um, you know, looking at a custody statute or something like that. But I do want to make sure that if you look at the domestic violence hotline, um, and I, we will make sure that we put the domestic violence hotline below for any of you guys. I, you know, I want to make sure that all of you guys have access to that number and please make sure you take um, advantage of using it if you think that you are in a um, an abusive situation, okay? So what the domestic violence hotline says is that you may be in an emotionally or verbally abusive relationship if your partner attempts to exert control by, number one, calling you names, insulting you, or constantly criticizing you. So that is emotional abuse, number one. Number two is acting jealous, possessive, or refusing to trust you. So that is a another way that you can be considered to be uh, in a, a emotionally or verbally abusive relationship. Okay, so that's you know, especially if somebody is you know constantly accusing you of doing things just for no reason whatsoever. And I I mean, I remember one time I had this client, this woman who was, she almost literally looked like a nun. She was this older woman who would wear these cardigan sweaters, like buttoned up to her neck. And she had this short gray hair and she would not wear any makeup. And her husband was this Middle Eastern physician who had been very, very successful. And, but she was so um, sweet and prim and proper. And literally, if she just, you know, spoke to another male, like, because the other male would say hello to her in an elevator or something, he would accuse her of having an affair with this other male. I mean, he he was so paranoid and so ridiculously, insanely jealous. I mean, that, that was so emotionally abusive. So acting, you know, jealous like that in a way that's just not rational, not rational can be very, very emotionally abusive to you. Okay. The next one is isolating you from family or friends or other people in your life, you know, where, you know, you're not allowed to make phone calls at a certain time, or you're not allowed to go see people at a certain time. I remember knowing somebody one time where, the husband would actually take note of how many miles were on the car. And he would actually, when he would leave in the morning, would write down how many miles were on the car. And so 
wouldn't let her drive. You know, that that's so emotionally abusive. All right. So that's the next one. The next one is monitoring your activities with or without your knowledge, including demanding to know where you go, who you who are you in contact with, how you spend your time. That's, you know, constantly monitoring you, you know, and, you know, putting a GPS on your car, things like that can be very, very, um, you know, why do they need to do that? constantly controlling you, knowing where you are. The next one, attempting to control what you wear, including clothes, makeup, or hairstyles. Coming up, more on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. I remember having a client one time where she had been married to a malignant narcissist and she talked about when they finally got back together, she had left him. And then when she got back together with him and she thought he had changed and they were going to therapy and then, you know, they were getting ready to go to dinner one night and under her breath, he said something about, oh, lipstick. When it comes to the safety of a child in a divorce case involving alcohol abuse, there is no compromise. Take back power, strength, and truth from the narcissist in your life with documented proof of sobriety. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they're not drinking when a child's safety is at risk. Soberlink's real-time alerts make it easy to negotiate with any party. Judges rest assured that the child is safe. Attorneys get court admissible evidence of sobriety and both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. I created this community to provide support for divorced moms like me, which is why I partnered with Soberlink to create the resource Tips for Negotiating with a Narcissist. To download the guide and get $50 off your Soberlink device, visit www.soberlink.com forward slash negotiate. Are you struggling with how to negotiate and win? Maybe you're dealing with a personality that's particularly challenging like a narcissist or other high conflict personality and you're feeling powerless. Make sure to download my free Win My Negotiation Cheat Sheet at www.winmynegotiation.com. Take a listen to our archive, where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. A lot of times, not only do they get narcissistic supply from it, they're also trying to get you to do something that they can then use against you. Use against you for custody, use against you in court to make it look like you're crazy, you know, something like that. And now we return to today's show. I remember having a client one time where 
she had been married to a malignant narcissist. And she talked about when they finally got back together, she had left him. And then when she got back together with him and she thought he had changed and they were going to therapy and then, you know, they were getting ready to go to dinner one night and under her breath, he said something about, oh, lipstick, you know, just made made a comment about the fact that she was wearing lipstick. Just, you know, like that was so bad. The fact that she was wearing lipstick at all, you know, somehow she was supposed to feel like bad about that in some way. Like, like she was some sort of, you know, you know, slut or something. The fact that she had lipstick on. So that, you know, that's another one. The next one is humiliating you in any way, especially in front of others, you know, just horrible. Any kind of humiliation in front of others is bad. You know, nothing more needs to be even said about that. Next one is gaslighting you by pretending not to understand or refusing to listen to you, questioning your recollection of facts, events, or sources, Uh, you know, trivializing your need, uh, you, you know, if you have feelings or denying your previous statements, you know, anytime somebody says, you know, if you feel like you have needs and you're saying, you know, this is the way you feel and they say, you know, that's not the way you feel or if you, you know, if, if they're saying, oh, that's ridiculous or, um, you know, that, that that's not what you're seeing or that's, um, you know, anytime somebody is, um, is making you feel like you're crazy, that's gaslighting. Um, refusing to listen to you, that's gaslighting, making jokes about you that are hurtful, that's, you know, um, and then saying that you can't take a joke, uh, you know, oh, your, your butt is fat or whatever, oh, you can't take a joke. I mean, you know, those kinds of things are are hurtful. You know, you see a a text message exchange between your your significant other and somebody of the opposite sex and it it looks suggestive and you ask them about it and and they say, oh, you know, you're reading too much into it. You're probably not that sort of thing. That's gaslighting. Next one is threatening you, your children, your family, or your pets with or without weapons, any kind of threatening, you know, if you do this, this is going to happen. Um, you better stop it. Uh, you know, um, where you feel in fear, you're worried for your safety. You're worried that something's going to happen. Never okay. Absolutely never okay. Damaging your belongings, including throwing objects, punching walls, kicking doors. Never okay. Never okay. You know, if your property gets destroyed, things get broken, that's just absolutely never okay. Blaming you for abusive behavior, again, never okay. 
You know, I go back to Maya Angelou quote, which was always so perfect. When people show you who they are, believe them the first time. Okay. Um, and, you know, and then when they try to say they're sorry, you know, it's like that narcissist faux apology, you know, it's probably a bunch of crap. And, you know, I mean, I have a whole video on what narcissists really mean when they say they're sorry. And you can definitely uh, check that out, you know, probably sorry, not sorry, you know, so don't believe them, you know, stand in your power. Okay. Next one is accusing you of cheating or cheating themselves and blaming you for their actions. You know, that projection and deflection or lying and denying always narc moves. Projection and deflection, lying and denying, narc moves, all right? Or cheating to intentionally hurt you and then threatening to cheat again, you know, to suggest they're better than you. They're always going after better forms of supply. You know that, right? To, you know, make, let let, let you know that they can get their better forms of supply, you know, to try to put you in your place. And then the last one is telling you that you're so lucky to be with them. I mean, and, and I have a whole video, by the way, on things that narcissists say, narcissists' fa- favorite catchphrases, which you can definitely check out. Um, you know, that's, you know, one of the things that they'll say, like, you're so lucky to be with me. Um, you know, when they say, you know, stuff like that, it's just so ridiculous. I mean, don't believe things like that. You know, everyone else says, or no one else says, you know, things like that. I mean, you'll never find somebody else as good as me. You'll never find anybody else who loves you as much as me. Um, you know, things like that. I mean, those are, those are phrases designed to, control you to make you feel like no one else will ever, you know, to, to try to control you. Okay. So, um, that's, those are all things to try to manipulate you, destabilize you to keep you under their thumb. And because they have no sense of self. And so they're trying to keep you, you know, in their power. Those are the signs of emotional abuse. Thanks so much for joining me on this edition of Negotiate Your Best Life. If you would like to know if you might be in a relationship with a narcissist, there is a narcissist quiz in the description here of the show notes. I also have a free crush me negotiation prep worksheet for you that you are welcome to grab. If you want more content, I do have a lot more over on my YouTube channel, which you are certainly welcome to check out. And I highly encourage you to do that. And if you feel so moved, we'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast, rate it and review it. As always, we are so glad that you are here. And remember that today is a great day to start negotiating your best life. And we will see you next week right back here for another edition 
of this podcast. Remember that today is a great day to start negotiating your best life. Never give in, never give up, and have an awesome, awesome week. Namaste. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Tune in next week for another edition of Negotiate Your Best Life. Remember, if you want more ways to slay and you want more ways to be supported, you can always join my membership at joinslay.com forward slash slay. You can always subscribe to my YouTube channel and you can always grab my free Crush My Negotiation prep worksheet at winmynegotiation.com. Remember that today is a great day to start negotiating your best life. And I will definitely catch you in the next episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. Thanks so much for listening. 